0: Hello and welcome to Let's Get Into It show, a show by and for emerging intuitives. I am your host, Bernie Shung. Let's get into it. I know that we tend to be organic with our conversations. I went on a psychic boat cruise on Wednesday night. Wait, and really? Yes, I did. First time ever. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you, it, it, I can't even explain it. It's different than when you go to like a regular expo or a show. Because, you know, those still kind of seem stodgy. You know, you go into that big corporate looking ballroom and, you know, it's that blue, the blue curtains. and it it just seems kind of a little archaic in the way they they used to do things, but I yeah. went on this boat cruise and it was really really cool. So it was a real cruise. Like it, a was, it was it was like boat. A, a cruise that yeah, fits boat. about three hundred people, and it's like a paddle boat. So they just take you slowly along the river for three hours. Wait, and you didn't mean a paddle? Like there are people well, paddling it? Well, basically, I guess because I didn't know that this is what a paddle boat was until I looked it up. But it's got the wheels in the back of the boat that um that like rotates and that rotates yeah that that's what propels okay. the boat to go yeah so it's really cool it was really cool it was um like buffet style food and then entertainment on one level and then you could just kind of sit on the deck and you know look at the beautiful dusk and sunset and there's gorgeous hot air balloons going up right around mm-hmm. the time we took off but then there's one level where you could go and sign up to get 10 minute readings from various types of psychics and mediums and, you know, other types of readers that were there. And it was really cool. Um, I mm. only did a couple of readings, but I have to tell you, girl, and this is so much in alignment with what you and I have been talking about recently. The messages and the signs that come from the universe, they all seem to come at the same time. And it's always the same message. Even said differently, it's still always the same overarching theme. So (laughs) I thought of you. I'm like, okay, I get it. So you want to know what the message was Uh that I kept hearing? (laughs) Stop half-assing it. Use your intuition. And every single day, make it a habit to not only like tune in to your intuition... But to protect yourself, you know, the self-care piece, to take care of yourself and protect yourself because you are so connected, you are so sensitive, and you are so in tune. But every day you're not managing that. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I knew it, but oh, my gosh. It's totally what I needed to hear. So that really energized me. And um, so there was a lot of good feedback about the podcast, the podcast being just another example of the creative outlet that I'm using to express my intuitiveness. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> so Noted so, universe. <laughs> so then
1: what has what that meant for you as far as the self-care part? Yeah.
0: So the reason the self-care piece kept coming up is because, as you know, um, I take care of so many people in my life. And whether that was just I have the flexibility in my schedule or it's just something in my nature and I want to be that person. Or, you know, maybe I've developed enough tools and resources to be that person that people go to. What ends up happening is as I continue to question whether I'm worthy enough of doing this work or whether I'm doing a good job being someone who cares for others, what's what's happening is I'm forgetting about taking care of myself. I'm forgetting about Finding that time to relax and rejuvenate and give myself permission to go, not right now. Like, this is time for me. This is time for Bernie. And I kept hearing that same message over and over and over. Stop wondering whether you're doing a good job. You know, stop wondering whether the work you do matters. People appreciate you. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you keep forgetting to take care of yourself. You know, it's that whole oxygen mask analogy. It's like, Mm -hmm. if I can't take care of myself, how do I care for others? And so the self-care piece kept coming up in all the readings. And previous readings I've had, too, you know, over the year. It's basically, you're not good for anybody if you don't take care of yourself. So I was like, okay. You know, it, it, you know it, but I think sometimes you just need to hear it over and over to reinforce your enoughness. Because I guess I still think I'm not enough. It's weird
1: yeah I think it's a trap that we all so easily fall into especially as women because mm-hmm. you know as much as y- you know we we as women have more power and more rights and more freedoms to do the things that we can do now than ever before it's not like the old programming ever went away yeah. so even though like yeah, you can be an independent woman, or you, you know, you, you, you're beginning to get equal rights, or hopefully you're getting paid as equally. It doesn't mean that we still weren't raised with that programming of as a woman, as a mother, you have to take care of everyone, and so you know some of the things that a lot of women still kind of are grappled with is okay now you can be this independent woman, but at the same time there are still these other pressures where. You still have to look good or you still have to take care of your family. And, you know, the pressures are still there. So it's right. almost like there were all these other things that were added on and none were taken away. Yeah. And so I think as women, we're expected to be nurturers. And mm-hmm. some of us, that comes a lot more naturally than others. But that also comes at a cost.
0: It does. Uh, being a
1: and so what tends to happen is, you know, like what you said, you give more than Yeah. Or you give to yourself. Because I right. think as women, I mean, definitely for myself, um, that's not something that I was taught growing up is right. that, hey, take care of yourself. And even watching that with the women around me of, oh, let me take care of myself first. And then that sort of my cup runneth over kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so even though that's, you know, even if that's not what you don't hear about that. That's still what you see. And a lot of times actions speak louder than words. Right. So now that that was sort of reminded to you, what what does that look like for you moving forward?
0: Yes. So it, I think so it started already. Um, mm-hmm. That was Wednesday night. So as we're recording this, it's Friday afternoon, um, yesterday morning, as well as today. What I've been doing is I've I've been uh, using one of the tools one of the readers gave me where she said, imagine yourself grounding uh, to the universe and then plugging yourself into source. Because another amazing thing she said about self-care is this, and this is going to be interesting for people who are listening who are also intuitive and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I get more connected? How do I get, you know, how do I fine tune my intuitive gifts? And she said, When you are not taking care of yourself, when you are ill, or when you're, you know, fatigued, or when you're just, you know, overwhelmed beyond belief, it's hard for you to even fine tune those skills. So the self-care is not only to take care of yourself and bring you back to baseline, but it also is to help you enhance and level up. Because she kept talking about how spirit wants you to level up. So how can you level up if you're not doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself? And so she said, not only do you want to ground yourself, right, to bring yourself back to baseline and to take care of yourself, you also want to make sure you're plugging into source because the intuitive gifts that we receive from the universe or whatever you want to call it, they're coming from a different source energy. You're not taking from yourself. So this is a new thing she taught me. I already knew about the grounding piece, but she added an element of visualize yourself having a like a power plug. Connected from you, moving all the way up through your chakras and plugging in through the crown up to source energy. And I was like, what? (laughs) I I mean, it was as simple as that. So every single day I ground myself, but then I also plug myself into source energy just to allow myself that permission to use source energy to give me the juice that I need. And I don't think it's just from a place of, oh, I'm going to do readings today. So I need this. But I think it's also I need the energy to do what I need to do today, whether that's helping somebody, taking care of somebody else or working on a creative project or just being able to function and have energy throughout the day. And I have noticed a difference, though, in A, the protection through the grounding, but then B, the connecting to source, because I really don't feel as depleted. Because I think before I was letting the energy come from within me, and then I was allowing it to kind of um, cycle throughout me. And then at times, I think I would channel it out of me through the launch of a creative project. But imagine, Ria, when you're not launching the project yet, where is the energy going? Right? It's still kind of cycling within you. So, you know, you've got all of these energy points within your body still whirling and waiting to be released somewhere, right? Or to be balanced. And I think I've been whirling and not balancing, you know, so it's it, it so simple, simple little small tools like that. And she said, every single day, I need to do this. Not a once in a while. It's every single day. And she said that that's because I'm so connected and so open to source. Yeah. So I'm going to get real nerdy on you right now. <laughs> You always are nerdy, so uh, I'm used to it. <laughs> Hit me with this. So
1: <laughs> um, everything you're saying just reminds me of, you know, when people talk about grounding as far as literally taking your bare feet and walking on earth.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like
1: walking on grass, walking mm-hmm. on
0: dirt. Like soil and dirt. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So and I may be getting the science behind this incorrectly. Um, so we might have to do a little more research, but (laughs) there are actual benefits, like there are actual scientific benefits to doing that. And, you know, this, and I'm going to tie this back to everything you're saying, which is basically like plugging into the earth. So that actual act of, you know, your body touching the earth has actual effects of grounding your energy back into the earth. And so when you think of like, for example, when there's lightning, you know, they say uh, or electricity, the things that ground electricity are things like rubber. And Mm so you want something to be touching that. It's a similar concept where your body is basically when you're doing, you know, when you're, when you're doing the practice of grounding, when you take your bare feet and you're walking on, you know, on dirt, on grass Mm -hmm. is that you are literally grounding your energy and connecting that to the energy of the earth. And when I say energy, I'm talking about like actual electrons and things like that, that are, that is like, there is an actual energetic exchange, not just energetic in sort of like the metaphysical, Form, But right. literal actual energy exchanges happening between your body and the earth. So I think with and, you know, they say the power of visualization is a lot of times stronger than actual physical, you know, physically doing something similar to when athletes are kind of trained to think through their competition or their performance or, you know, an event that they're about to do. Right it just made me think of, you know, what was told to you as far as doing that grounding, because that's, that's basically you taking, like, it's the same as if you were taking a walk when people talk about forest bathing, for example, mm-hmm, it's right. similar to you taking a walk through the forest, but, you know, you're doing that in your own sort of mind and in your own energy, wherever you are. And so and it's interesting, because I, I don't remember where I learned this, but Uh, One of the meditations I learned years ago was trying to put your feet on the floor, especially if it's wood, because wood is, um, you know, it comes from nature. And so just thinking about when you have your feet on the floor, kind of thinking about just energy sort of going through you and through your feet Um, you know how some meditations talk about um, think of your feet having sort of roots that go into the ground yeah and so it's a similar sort of exercise but there are scientific evidence around actual grounding which in some ways is what you're doing so that was a very long no
0: but what I like about why you brought that up is because there have been many instances in the past where I've you know, watch TV shows or listen to podcasts or read an article somewhere about criticisms about, and and I'm just going to use the term metaphysics, but, you know, criticisms about metaphysics. And when you think about the things that we tend to learn in these metaphysical type of practices or notions or theories or whatever you want to call it, there is a lot of science backing these things. For example, when we talk about meditation, there's a lot of science behind it. And I think that meditation doesn't get enough credit when it comes to these things, because maybe we live in a world or society where you hear the word meditation and you have this your own connotation about it because in the past, maybe it wasn't accepted by mainstream. And it tends to be now, but I'll still hear some people sometimes say, oh, I'm not going to get all woo-woo or, oh, let's not talk about that because it's not science-based. Or whatnot, but to your point, which is why I love that you brought that up, is oh, earthing. energy is energy. It's yes, earthing.
1: earthing. It's also crowned, It's also called grounding, but
0: because earthing, be grounding, things. energy is science. <laughs> you know, but I yep. think people forget that. To bring it full circle, I love this angle you bring in about it being science based, but then also the tendency of many people and i won't just say spiritual people or intuitive people but i'll even just say people who maybe are going through a creative flow or some kind of working on some kind of project where they forget to ground themselves right and they're all up here and nobody can see my arms but you know my arms up in the air you know we're more ethereal we're creative we're kind of up in the air but i think that if we forget to ground ourselves if we forget to Bring ourselves back to Earth at times. That is why sometimes you might be a little scatterbrained or you might be tired or you might always be creating, but then never doing or never pulling the trigger on things. And I think that we need a nice balance of being up there in the ethers, but then also being down here on Earth too and grounding ourselves. So these things are so interesting to me because I've learned them. And, you know, I'm doing air quotes. I know these things, but, you know, human nature. You just don't make time for it, or you forget to do it, or you take it for granted because you think you're a super person. You know, you think you've got these superhuman characteristics where, you know what, I don't need to ground myself. I've got this. You know, I'll finish this website in three days, or I'll launch this podcast in one week. You know, and the reality is, are we putting too much pressure on ourselves thinking that we can do these superhuman things? we're living in a human materialistic world where we we can't always be tuned in, right? We need to come back down to earth once in a while. And I think that was the biggest reminder for me was to, was to forgive myself and allow myself that time to relax, rejuvenate, plug back in. And then when I'm ready, then get back into it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we're just not taught these things you know right we we were never you know school teaches us science and math and reading and writing and all that stuff but no one really teaches us how to take care of ourselves
0: right YouTube video of an entrepreneur who's doing it right. I mean, you tell me what you're taking away from some of these things that you see. Like in order to be the successful creative entrepreneur girl guy who's doing it, what messages are you taking away from those podcasts, YouTube videos, and books and eBooks and interviews and everything? I'm curious for your feedback. Yeah, because I'll share with well, you. Well, I
1: think it's it's changed over time for me, but. I think definitely the ones that get a lot of a lot of listeners, at least right away, or the ones that are, you know, really, really cast a wide net and get a lot in return. A lot of them are very like, burn yourself out um, Mm -hmm. or do as much as possible. um, And then the success will kind of come. But over time i think as i've become as you know as i've grown and as i've i've become more selective to and who i listen to i've learned i've found that the ones that you know maybe don't necessarily cast a wide net but the ones that have really good retention as far as their listeners and the ones who end up really growing slowly over time are the ones who have the experience of okay i did that um But I learned that self-care is important and whatever. And I think, you know, it's hard hard to say self-care because I feel like similar to authenticity, those words or phrases have become so overused. Right. But they've found their form of self-care and have been very open about their boundaries, I think boundary is the one thing that has been consistent as far as self-care for, you know, for those podcasters or for those people on YouTube or for anyone who really has a voice out there that people listen to.
0: Yeah. And similar to my experiences, it's, you know, words like hustle hard, be the hardest working person in the room and not to put down the, the people who do believe in that ideology, because I think there definitely is a place for that kind of mentality at times. Um, I just feel like it's hard to sustain hustling all the time, pushing yourself to the brink all the time. You know, when you're young, and not to say that it's uh, something that we know in our in our late teens, early twenties, but when you're young, we don't really see the future being as close to us as maybe somebody who's in their 30s, 40s or 50s. So you have the kind of naivety to say, I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna fail as much as I can because I've got time. I've got the energy. I've got the time, I've got the youth, <laughs> you know, I've got all the stuff behind me. Nothing to lose. And I think as you get older, you realize health and time is everything. And I'm not going to hustle to the point where I hospitalize myself. It's really not that worth it. And it wasn't until, you know, this next season of my career post late 30s that I realized uh, my health is everything. And what was I in a hurry for? All that rushing and that hustling and that, you know, wearing the the suffering and, the um hard work as a badge of honor what was that all for who who was that trying to impress or why was I using that as a gauge? And if you actually unpack that and you you kind of answer those rhetorical questions, the the answer kind of was, well, I don't know that there was anybody in particular I was trying to impress. that's just the way I learned. you know that's what I heard people say in YouTube videos. That's what I read in an ebook. You know, so it was just basically model after those for whom you, you know, I guess are impressed with what they're doing. And if you want the success they have, you do as they do. Then, you know, over time, you can change. And maybe your values and priorities shift. You know, before I wanted to just have a name in the blogging world, in the, you know, life coaching industry world. And now, you know, 11 years in from my first blog post, I just want to leave a positive contribution behind to those I care about, you know, family, friends, my animals, and those in my tribe called the Brave Bear community with whom, you know, we share similar uh, interests and beliefs. And all we want to do is do good work and leave a positive impact on the world. And if I'm using using that as my gauge for, OK, then should I continue to do these things I'm doing, that helps me to then determine who I engage with, how I want to engage with them and whether I take on a project or not. So I know we went into this long diatribe <laughs> about this topic, but but it's It's fascinating to me how it's like night and day. I was that person who was hustling hard, burning herself out, and I did wear that as a badge of honor. A good lesson learned because nowadays, when I am burnt out or when I am fatigued or tired, it's not that I'm intentionally doing this to myself. It's just that, oops, I forgot that I need to plug back in, right? I need to ground myself to the earth and plug back into source to support me through that creative process. I don't have to go it alone, and it's okay if I pause today and I don't work as hard today as I did yesterday. That, for me, is kind of the wake-up call.
1: How am I supposed to follow that? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, you know, I think... We give ourselves such a hard time for those periods of, I, you know, I hustle hard and I really worked my ass to the bone and I got sick and all that stuff. And to look back on that and be like, gosh, I can't believe like I did that to myself. But I think we also have to give credit to us doing that to ourselves, because if you didn't do that to yourself, how else would you know what your limit was? Right. Um You know, I think there are so many famous stories of all these successful people who, similar to you, you know, in their early days, just tried everything or did that one thing. And they became so successful and they made so much money, but then found that, you know, their health was sacrificed or their marriage or these things that they eventually realized were more important to them than whatever it was that they were hustling for. Um, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for that time. Because had we not walked that path, we wouldn't know now what's important to us. And we wouldn't know what our boundary is, you know, you wouldn't get the early signs to okay, my body is worn out, like, I got to stop now. Because if I don't stop now, or if I don't take a minute, then I know what road this is going to lead to. And that's going to be a road of five years of, you know, doctors and hospitals or Right. Whatever that boundary might have been. And so, yeah, I think, you know, kind of just giving credit to that because I think how else would we know how to navigate now had we not had that time? So I think, I think kind of just honoring that time for ourselves too, because I mean, you know, when I think back on like what I did to my body and how hard I worked and how hard I was on myself. I don't think I would be as gentle and kind with myself now had I not gone through those. And it sucks that it was painful and we had to learn so much, but we wouldn't be here had it not been for that. That's right.
0: That's right. Everything has a place and a purpose in our lives. And, you know, someone recently pointed out to me, I'd kind of asked for forgiveness because one day I was feeling a little impatient in a conversation we were having and I basically said in so many words, you know, I'm sorry if I'm a little impatient here. It's just I haven't been in your situation for over f- 15 years and for me, I'm on the other side already. So it's hard for me to not try to tell you to come on on this side, you know, to have the patience to to allow you to, you know, kind of walk through these things by yourself when I can pull you over because I know what the other side looks like and I remember her saying to me, thank you for the tough love, because I don't want you to go easy on me and to tell me everything's going to be perfect or okay, or that you're not letting me know if maybe a step I'm taking is going to move me in a different direction than where I want to go. She said, I, I love that you're, it's like you're taking me through a forest and you're able to tell me which turn to take. You know, you know that I need to turn right over there and then turn left and take the stairs over there. She says, I don't have that kind of resource of support otherwise. And because you've been there, you're able to see the pitfalls, and you're able to help support me through that when we're walking through the forest together. You know, and it did put it into perspective for me, because at times I I do feel as though am I equipped or am I a good resource for people when I'm much farther along on my journey than than where they are currently. And I do have people who come into my life who ask me for advice and guidance and support in that pivotal moment. And I often feel bad because I often feel like, well, I'm not in that moment right now. So I don't know that I'm the best person to help because I'm already over here. <laughs> you know. And, and then I'm often reminded, just like you said, well, I've been in that bad situation before. So what can I do with that? You know, what can I do with that past experience? What can I do with the information what can I do with the insights I've learned as a result of going through that? And it is to help support somebody to lift them up when they're in the middle of it, you know, when they're still in the muck and they need a helping hand to get them out. Maybe I'm that helping hand, right? I, I do need to be gentler on myself, too, and forgive myself those times when I, I feel like I might not be the best equipped, or I might be a little impatient. And the impatience only comes from a place of, oh my gosh, I can see how much better your life would be if you were over here with me, right? But I still need to have the patience to say, but that's your journey. And I know you still need to walk that journey. So I will honor that time and that experience you still need to have for yourself. But I'll be over here with my arm out. That's the reminder for me is to have that kind of compassion. I want to take a quick pause from this conversation because I feel a sense of responsibility and duty as to why I'm spending so much time relaying this word of caution to you on this topic. Far too often, we find ourselves only showing the glamorous sides of the things that we do in our lives, in our careers, in our work, and in our families. And as a result of that, many times the people that we are influencing or impacting, they don't get to see the struggle on a day-to-day basis, nor should they necessarily see that on a day-to-day basis. But when you're not showing others the struggle, when you're not letting people know that there are caveats to some of these choices that we make, many times those who follow our lead may want to try out the things that we're glamorizing. And not realizing that some of these activities come at a cost to your health, maybe to your wallet, perhaps to your family, and so on. And so for me, I wanted to make sure that I spent quite a bit of time here in this section is really important to me because I would hate to see others in debilitating and excruciating experiences as I've gone through. Now, granted, I understand that we all need to take our journey and that we all do learn from our missteps and pitfalls. However, if I can help you take a path that's not quite as dangerous, then I'll feel as if I made my contribution to you. So that's the compassion I talk about, having compassion for ourselves, but then also having compassion for others, those whom we influence and those whom we impact
1: gosh, this can go in so many different directions. And I'm just, like, <laughs> and I'm just trying to be, I'm, I'm trying to practice this whole listening thing. You know, <laughs> um, I recently read something where it said something like, we listen to respond and not listen just to listen. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I'm trying to listen.
0: <laughs> no, that I'm Not listen to respond, even well, though I'm like, oh, there's so many good things in this. Well, what I've learned through coaching is attentive listening, which means that you can still listen to honor that space and, and silence for the person to express themselves and digest what they need to digest. But at the same time, you can still also, it's really interesting, though, because it's kind of an art as much as it is a science, but you can still gain the skills to know where you want to take the conversation from there. Based on what they responded to you, you know, as long as it's not you and your agenda, you want to take this conversation where you want it to go because it's been in your mind since 20 minutes ago. No, it's Bernie just said something and it just sparked something that I thought about and I could see myself taking it down there or, you know, we can move on with whatever Bernie and I decide, you know, that conversation topic to be. It's, you know, it's definitely an art form to be able to do both. But if you if something got sparked, please share. Well, I, I'm like, well,
1: I'm still just trying to learn how to listen. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Bertie. I'm, I'm still on like step one. OK. Oh, I did. I did have something to respond to, but now I yes. forgot. Yes. And and it's funny because you were like, you know, the thing you were thinking about twenty minutes ago. I'm like, Well, actually twenty <laughs> minutes ago I was thinking about actually, you know, there is a reason why, you know, when you like study electronics, there always needs to be a piece that grounds the electricity because yes. otherwise the electricity is crazy. And when you were talking about you need to ground because then things get crazy in your head, it's it's not it's not woo-woo. It's just science. It that is. was me 20 minutes ago. But of I was course. like, I'm going
0: to let that go. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm going well, had had to hear and you brought that up? saying. Had you brought that up, I could have talked about my past experience going through PC technician training where I literally it's had PC to techn- ground. Oh, my, like yeah, personal computer. For me. <laughs> yes. Oh, hello. Hello, honey. Personal computer, aka PC. Oh, okay, it it was a thing um, where they would always teach us put your grounding strap on first. And sometimes I'd forget. Honestly, I would go, eh, it's so much effort to put that grounding strap on. I'm fine. And one time I didn't do it, and I got shocked. So see, you learn. Hopefully, there you go. now Hopefully you learn
1: as your self care, Bernie. Put your grounding strap on.
0: Yes, people often use that oxygen mask um, analogy, yeah. but it's it's the same thing. It's, no, here no we're going to call it the
1: grounding strap.
0: The grounding strap, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds a lot dirtier than what it well, actually okay. is, but okay, I kind of like okay, it. Let's let's edit that word. It's grounding wrist strap because it straps around your wrist. <laughs> it's
1: still that? it's still
0: a strap. <laughs> Okay, We're not you can that call it a kind grounding kind of wrist podcast, strap. Rhea. I'm We're, just gonna call it a grounding. We strap. are not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oi,
1: day, I'm going to be lit up by a different thing. So self-care can mean a different thing every single day. And so I think we pressure ourselves into, oh, I should really be doing this. I should be doing that. Like this is what self-care is. Or, you know, I saw on Instagram that self-care is a bath with rose petals and like magnesium flakes and things like that. But that, that can be sounds good. <laughs> I know, right? I, 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 I recently read about
0: this and I was like, what are magnesium plates? I'm like, I've never heard I'm of this. I'm I'm picturing my magnesium tablets, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like chopping them up with my pill cutter and throwing them. In That's the water. exactly what I I'm thought I'm of what I like that was the visual I, I
1: had in my head. I'm like, are they just like shaved down mag from like a magnesium tablet?
0: Like I don't, understand that. I don't um, even know what magnesium looks like. You know what I mean in its original form
1: do you really want me to get into no, that no no no
0: we don't have that much time I mean, on a next episode. i'll pull out the chemistry book <laughs> maybe not on our next episode <laughs> or not no. <laughs> In next i'm sorry episode, so we okay break so down. As, as you were saying self-care can as a different. anyway
1: as i was saying i mean this is just something that i learned for myself As far as self care, and you know, it brought a lot of it really gave me a lot of freedom once I began to surrender to this. And I realized this for myself is that, oh, I used to be, you know, there you have no idea how many times I tried to set a schedule for myself in my calendar. It's like every morning I'm gonna wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm gonna do 45 minutes of yoga, or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And just being able to let that go, or even at the end of the day, being able to just think about my day and be like, okay, I didn't do this, but that's okay. Cause maybe walking my dog was a form of walking meditation for me because I didn't happen to listen to a podcast that time. And I really was just present about walking.
0: Right. I think that's, that's perfect because there are so many of us who think that being regimented in every single thing we do every single day is the way that we create discipline in our lives. And I think maybe discipline is prioritizing, and let's use self-care as the, as the topic. Prioritize self-care today. Give yourself a 15-minute self-care appointment, but maybe allow yourself the freedom and the flexibility to say what time you're going to do it, and what type of activity you're going to do. But maybe the thing that gets prioritized that stays the same is that you call it self-care or whatever name you want to give it. Because I, th- I think it's easier for people to wrap their heads around, oh, I can prioritize 15 minutes of self-care every single day of my life versus I have to have a 15-minute massage every day if a person defines self-care as getting a massage. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, redefining for us what it means to prioritize whatever that that activity is, that topic. And then giving yourself the flexibility to change up and vary the type of activity, the length of time maybe that you'll spend in the activity, and even the time of day that you'll engage in that activity. And I think that makes it more doable because it can work around your schedule. So you're right, especially rebellious people like me who's like, I'm not gonna get up at 6 a.m. every day to meditate. Are you effing kidding me? heck no, no way. I mean, I'm awake at that time, but I don't get out of bed yet at that time. So maybe I me- might kind of meditate while I'm in the shower. I think we need to be more definitive about what it means to, to do a certain activity in our lives, but then give ourselves the flexibility to change up what that looks like from day yeah, to I day. Agree. And I think giving ourselves that
1: flexibility is where that little spark of kindness to ourselves comes in because I think, you know, when you say, oh, I I missed, I missed my 15 minutes or I missed this yep. or I missed that. You're not giving yourself, it becomes counterintuitive to self-care. Like the point of self-care is to get you to ground and be relaxed or just feel a little bit better. Right. And so I think when you have, when you give yourself that flexibility, that's exactly what it is. It's, Well, what does, because the thing is like, what does self-care mean to you? You know, what is it? What are the things that you can do that makes you feel good and is beneficial to you? Because self-care could be, I'm in the middle of rush hour. It is absolute chaos, but I'm standing here in the subway or I'm sitting in my car and I'm having a sip of this delicious coffee coffee i can't believe why i just said coffee <laughs> i could also say coffee there you go that's there you go um, but
0: <laughs> but if it you was know, bernie just- she would say tea because she doesn't drink coffee <laughs> yeah whatever it is whatever your um, drink of choice yeah. Uh, minus, you know, minus alcohol because you should not be driving with alcohol.
1: Yeah. Please don't drive with alcohol. Um, <laughs> liquor is also not allowed on the subways even though lots of people do it. Oh, um, so you know, that's Yeah, your that own, would make
0: sense. That would make that's
1: sense. That's your own problem. But, you know, I'm just giving an example because usually yes. when people are drinking alcohol, I guess. I mean, no, that's not true. Their, their alcoholism is real. Um, yes. Anyway you know self care could be i am drinking my coffee and every sip is delicious and i am just enjoying the flavor and the temperature that this is giving me whether that's 2 seconds or that's 15 minutes that could be your self care you know mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i think i think and and i hate that we've said self care like 80 million times today but
0: but it's important think, though because a lot yeah, of people it's so, it's don't important. realize that that is A part of self care -care when we talk about being kind to yourself, when we talk about positive thoughts, when we talk about grounding, when we talk about mindfulness. You know, that word did not come up yet, but that's an example of self care. You know, forgiveness (laughs) of self, that's self care. Pausing, maybe even having a moment of getting emotional and maybe even allowing yourself to cry if you've been wound up. That might be self-care as well, if you've been bottling up emotions. I and mean, so yeah, there are so many things that equate to self-care. And I think that's why it's important. We've said that word so many times, because I think the broad topic is well known. But I think people tend to forget to place certain activities underneath this topic of self-care, because for whatever reason, they don't believe it as a part of that. But, but I believe it is. And I think that we have to give ourselves the permission to prioritize all of these things that fall under the bucket of self-care. We have to.
1: Yeah. Or even acknowledging that you didn't get to do self-care today and that you will you'll make an attempt to do so tomorrow.
0: Exactly. Even that just that acknowledgement is self-care in itself. Because that's mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) Let's throw <laughs> and, another word in there, and and with that, <laughs> and that end. oh no, that's good. We all could pause and take more time for ourselves, and I think that's the important message here today, don't you think? That and magnesium flakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I gotta go Google it and see what it looks like.
1: <laughs> no, know. Know. can't I like. Didn't even think to Google it because I just was like, I was reading and I'm like,
0: oh my god, magnesium my flakes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what? Maybe we should like was- have a goodbye thing, and we never really didn't say hello either. We never say, okay, let's get into this. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe our goodbyes is let's get out of it. <laughs> let's- Let's get out of it. Well, it's it's you know, it's about three o'clock my time, four o'clock Eastern time. Let's get out of it, Rhea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't take these tears. Oh, I know, I know. We'll God figure the it cheese, out. The cheese. The cheese has got to
1: cut yeah. the cheese. Not time, cut the
0: cheese. <laughs> not cut the cheese, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm allergic tow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now we really descend into that. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's when we know it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the insight today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the fun convo as
0: always. Of course, anytime. Anytime we can get into it, it's all good to me.
1: Well, now it's time to get out of it. <laughs> Let's get out of it.
0: That's it for this episode of Let's Get Into It show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us an honest star rating and review. Simply go to your Apple Podcasts app, search for Let's Get Into It Show. Thank you for joining us.